Hi, this is Evie. And this is Chantel. And, and this, this is married is to PTSD. PTSD. Wow, we blew that one. We're so rough. And now I think I see pepper in my teeth. Oh, well, good thing nobody else can see you. Yeah, we're zooming. That's disgusting. Okay, um, update. We've just been very, very busy. <laughs> like usual. I mean, we literally have nothing else to say besides we're busy. Yes. And I told Chantel we had to keep it sweet, short, and she sweet said I, because... She said I, I can't even talk. I have a big read. Okay. Just that... I mean, I'll, I'll share mine. Um, we had a horrible morning. It wasn't a great day. Kiddos. Um, and um, I rebound well. And um, it just sucks. You rebound well. I do. Like my feelings, I guess, you know, it's know. like, okay, let's act normal. Like nothing happened and keep going. And I, we did that a couple of times today. Um, yeah. I didn't make it to church because I just, there's moments when I can't fake it. And I yeah. just, I think I would lose it in church just because I'm very vulnerable there and I'm praying and stuff. So I think I would just be sobbing and I don't want to stand, I don't want to be there sobbing. Yeah. When, um, you want to hear a small story about church? Yeah. Um, so we sat like, you know, there's like the back row that we sit in and then there's like that back row right in front of like the audio thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where we like to sit. Yeah. 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 Um, so some people I know were sitting there and then she has like a newborn baby. So she, the baby's on the chest. And then, um, all of a sudden, like I see like her husband say something or somebody came over and said something to him. And then all of a sudden, like, she took off. And I was like, what the heck is happening? And then, um, like, and I just knew something was wrong. Like, I knew that there were, like, a few people that kind of noticed it. And then the husband came back in and got the youth pastor. And then they took off. And I was like, what the heck? And then so then I see the youth pastor come up and talk. To, like, this is, like, all while we're singing. And, like, he goes up and talks to the pastor. And I was like, what the heck? And then, like, the pastor, you know, kind of, like, acted like nothing was going on. And then I see, like, that husband, like, kind of, like, following the youth pastor. Yeah. And then they disappear. And so I'm thinking, like, like all these things, like, ran through my head. Like, obviously, there's somebody with a gun or something. I don't see the pepper. Um, I, I think I know what you're saying, so keep going. Yes. Okay. So then I'm like, well, this is so weird. And then, um, like, I mess, like, I messaged her during church. And I'm like, are you okay? Because I'm thinking now something's wrong with her. Yeah. And she has, like, three other kids. I think she has four all together. Maybe three. I think four. And then um, she was, like – or so, like, then, like, in the middle of church, no, like, towards the end, like, they come back. And then, like – and so I'm, like, trying to, like, look at her. And then by that time, she had another baby with her, like, her other baby that's, like, I don't know, like, not even two. And I'm, like, trying to get her attention to be, like, is everything okay? Are you Okay. And then um, she didn't look over. And so after church, I was like, girl, are you okay? Like, you guys ran out? Like, there, there was a fire or something. <laughs> and she was, there was. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I and heard about that. I guess they thought there was a fire. And her freaking husband told her to go get the kids and get out. And I was like, oh, sorry. While well, the rest of us burn alive and our kids don't manage to get out. But you got your kids, girl. I know. I guess after they had figured it out, it was something just like the smell of burning. Lavin, my six-year-old says, like a wire. Yeah. Or cord or something that was getting too hot. 
but I was like, thanks so much, friend, for giving me <laughs> I was a tap sitting on the next to you. Like, get out. All right, I so, say keep it nice and short. Nobody died. Oh, that is short for me. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> okay, and we're moving on to. I'm kind of glad I missed that. Well, actually, you didn't evacuate. It was just a little bit. Um, the kids evacuated. Oh, did they? Parents had no idea. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. They took them all outside. But not you guys. That's funny. No. Oh, well. Um, okay. Well, I don't even know how to transition to that. So <laughs> here we go. Um, this is from Casey. And no, that is not her name at all. So, um, but that's what the the name is for here. And yeah, by she, the way, let's talk about how we have 500 emails. We're so sorry. But this one right now is the the longest. Like she wrote it a long, long time ago. A long time ago. That's yeah, how yeah. far behind we are. Okay, so she has a small paragraph and then she um, writes again. So this is, we're going to, it's quite lengthy. So we may stop and, um, you know, give our two cents in. And this is a cold read. So I'm praying that it is not bad. Okay. From Casey, I just started your podcast from the beginning. I just wanted to reach out and say, wow, in a good way. My husband was in the Marines. There you go. And he was diagnosed with PTSD. He isn't a combat vet. Um, I relate so much of what's being said. I really didn't realize that this was a normal, this was a normal for us. My husband got out of the Marines on June of 2021 and refused to admit he had PTSD because he didn't go through things the way a combat vet did. I wasn't, it wasn't until I threatened to divorce. Did I read this one? Uh, sounds familiar. Okay, well, we're gonna keep going. It wasn't until <laughs> I threatened to divorce, even leaving wasn't an option. But if I had to, but if I had to because of our child, who was only five months old at the time, didn't deserve to see him the way he was. He was angry because she would cry and he couldn't figure out what was wrong in two minutes. I don't think you read this one. Okay, so I, I read some sometimes and I can't remember, but yes, I think I've pre-read this one. But me saying I'm done was what finally made him realize he needed help. I have been through a lot with him, and so he knew me saying I was done meant he was worse than he was willing to admit. We still have our moments, but we are working on anxiety and PTSD. He jumps to anger so fast, and I am always his punching bag when he gets to that point. I know I openly talk about our struggles because I have to have some sort of outlet for what he doesn't understand. When I tell other people how he is behind closed doors, especially non-military personnel, they always say they never expected that from him. I tell them he hides it very well. If it, if, I think if it if it's hard for me, it is hard for me because his family refuses to believe he is that way. Whoa. Oh my God. So I can so relate funny. on the Marine level. I can relate on the being the, like the verbal punching bag. Um, that's, that's the hard part. I mean, just dealing with it. Um, but then she's going to go on. So I'm going to read that. <laughs> Try not to lose my place. Okay. So she's going to write again. It says, I wanted to send another email after listening to more episodes. Again, my only words are, wow, my husband and I have been together since I was 18 and he was 17. So I knew him before the Marines. I did too. We have that in common. 
He has always been an ass. Oh, so has mine. <laughs> but I feel like the Marines really jacked it up on a, on a, on a scale a lot more. I 100% agree with that. Like, I think mine already had some things going on, and then the Marine Corps intensified that. So I would 100% agree with that. He went on two deployments in his time in service. One in, was in Japan. The second, I am not really sure where he was at. We don't talk about it much. We got married after his first deployment. Our relationship was good, but he never, but he was never home due to training for the second deployment. When I first moved in July to California, I had a lot on my plate because I was leaving behind my mom, who was very, very sick, but she told me to go. I needed to keep living my life. I was married and needed to be with my husband. A week after I got there, I received a phone call from my dad. I remember it so vividly. Of course, I can call my husband, and he heard not a word. I said to him, he just left work and hurried home. He was extremely supportive and really there for me. My mom was okay, so I went back home. And my dad said, I want you to come home for a month of, of August. Again, my husband was very supportive since I did not have a job, yet he made sure everything was taken care of. October rolls around, and one of his friends ends his life on my birthday. Three weeks later, he was getting ready for a Halloween party at our house, and I received a text from my dad saying that my mom was losing her fight, and now the only thing we had left to do was just make her as comfortable as possible. I showed my husband... And we both agreed we needed a good night. Obviously, the night went on, and he ended his night very, very drunk. Yes, and that does not... Um, I want to pause there for a second, because I think um, my husband is the same way. If there's like an emergency or like a time of panic, those are the times he's calm. He's not losing it, if that okay. makes sense. Like, he that's when I would expect him to be like extra sharp and sharp with me or losing it as far as verbally and he's not he doesn't on those moments and times it's weird timing when that maybe it should come out it will come out at a different time very weirdly um and then she says uh that his friend lost his life so um this won't be good okay so i should and then the drinking yes i think the drinking definitely intensifies the anger for some he caused an entire scene and was held down on our couch by three grown blank men and slapped in the face. This was all over his friend, but he was screaming at me, telling me I didn't understand and I was stupid. I left the room and let them handle it. It was like nothing happened the next day for him. Aside from earlier in the night, we thought he broke my foot fighting. Wait. Aside from earlier in the night, we thought he broke my foot fighting a bush. That was before things got bad. Thanksgiving rolls around and I flew back home to spend it with my family as it was my mom's one wish to spend her last holidays together. I ended up flying home after dinner on Thanksgiving. My husband had gone to meet his dad to watch a football game, so he flew back in on Friday and I picked him up and we went to see some friends. Everything was going good. He returned home on Sunday. We weren't home but 30 minutes to an hour when my world was about to come crashing down. My brother calls and says, you need to get on a flight right now. Moms, um, I don't, Carotid? I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a misspelling. It says it just blew. She has 30 minutes to three days. 
my husband and his friend were super supportive and on a mission to get us to, on the next flight home and making sure my husband making sure my husband could go. The next few hours were a blur. I just remember rushing to pack and when we got there I had forgotten to pack my husband's shorts to sleep in. My mom honestly said, "Hold my beer and watch this and lasted another 2 weeks." So we went back to California so I could work and we would be returning in 2.5 weeks away from Christmas. I called and talked to my mom every day. We went to dinner with some friends and as we were enjoying our meal on Saturday, I got the true world changing phone call. My mom had passed away. Again, super supportive husband. I, could have, I couldn't have asked for a better man during that time. Fast forward a few months and COVID lockdown happens and I couldn't go home and I was depressed and I felt trapped. June rolls around and I finally say, screw this, I'm going home, I have to see my dad. So I go home and then turn around three weeks later and go home again. During this time from January to May, we were trying to have a baby, so no sight of a positive. During my trip home in July, I was having the best time. Things in my life looked up finally. The morning after I returned home from Texas, I found out I was pregnant. My husband was very connected and excited. However, four days after finding out I was pregnant, eight Marines and one sailor lost their lives one leaving behind a three-month-old baby. Sadly, it was his unit. This made things bad. I supported him with it all. Unfortunately, he left three months into my pregnancy. All is great. He is deployed and as supportive as he could be. I welcome our baby girl in March with his mom and a video chat with him 12 hours after she was born. He got home from deployment and he flew out a few days earlier and surprised and I and we flew out a few days earlier and surprised him. He was amazing with her. We had two more months till we would be a family again. The end of July rolls around. She's four months old and he is finally coming home. Things are great and he was in the process of getting a job at the county jail until the, until the police academy. Things are okay for the first month. Then everything sets in. The feelings of happy wear off sets in this in his new life. He starts becoming angry with me for small things. He gets angry at our five month old for crying. I was at a point where I was miserable and unhappy. He was someone I didn't know. I was just wondering like if that happened with you. Um, cause I know Josh is, was um, in the police academy. You had babies. Oh, well, ours is a little bit different. We had, so when I had Tyson, he was four months old whenever Josh got deployed. And then when he came back, like ours is a weird, cause like he came back, you know, a year later, but that was because he was shot. Right. And we went straight to DC and then, um, but like we, him being away from Tyson and then coming back, was it like, was he like, well, because he didn't really have, like he didn't have like a, a bond with it. I mean, cause he's only four months old whenever he left. And so Tyson didn't know him when he came back. Right. So it was, I guess that's kind of how theirs is too. Was it hard? Um, yeah. And then like my mom overstepped a lot, but it's because she was mine and Tyson's constant for that year. Cause we lived with her. Oh, I got and you. So it was just that weird, like who's the daddy type situation. <laughs> because sure. my mom was just so used to being there and being my partner. Yeah, and I think that would be hard for them, like, because they're coming yeah. in and have no routine. Um, okay, yeah. yeah, I was just wondering, because I was like, oh, I didn't experience that, but I know you you did. It, well, and then whenever Ty or Josh went to um, um, the police academy, he was there for, like, 14 weeks and only came home on weekends. 
Um, so that was hard too, but I don't know. I guess we just did it. So like, I'm just so used to just doing it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. I do know that about you. (laughs) Um, okay. So this goes on for a good two weeks before I speak up and tell him I'm done. I can't do, um, I can't do this. You either get help or me and our daughter are walking out. We did not. And by the way, what a badass to do that. No kidding. That's like only guts. like that soon, you know? Yeah. You like, got this little mine baby. Mine was like a year. And then finally I was like, I'm done. She's like, two weeks, I'm done. <laughs> um, we've got this little baby. And no, I lost my place. I laughed too hard. Um, we did nothing wrong and we don't deserve this. He is in the process of getting help, but things are still bad. Finally, he starts working and things are finally getting better until they just went sour, which happens to be right when we decide we are going to start trying again. A week after I said to him, I don't think we need to be trying until we fix what's broken. And he agreed. I find out I'm pregnant. We fixed things. We had good time. Then changes happen and not good. He was in the final phase of the academy and he just becomes someone I didn't know anymore. Um, this goes on for a few weeks before I, he lashed out because he couldn't buckle the car seat. We got into a huge fight and we finally talked about what was needed. A week later, I fall and I end up in the hospital at 34.5, 34 and a half weeks pregnant. Yes, and again, it. he is supportive, but not how he was before. Me falling and putting myself in preterm labor wasn't a big deal to him and it wasn't his focus at the time. I finally got released, but I am on bed rest and he was helpful while... His family was in town for the baby shower and his graduation. Once they left, I didn't get much help. Nothing mattered that I needed. Awesome. Thanks for the support when I need it. Then as time finally got closer for me to have the baby, this baby, every time I started having contractions, it was honestly the biggest inconvenience for him. He went to me. He went to my final OB appointment. This was only his second this was only his second with this pregnancy. I opt in for induction unless I go into labor on my own. We got in the car and he is beeping lost. He lost beeping lost it on how I made a choice without him. Mind you, I was miserable and I was hurting. Two days after my appointment, he goes to work at 4 p.m. and got home at 12 a.m. I started having contractions the second he got home. 4 a.m. rolls around and I said, okay, let's go. I can't do this anymore. He said, He was not very thrilled, walked around like a turtle getting our oldest ready. On the way to the hospital, I asked this man if he wants to stop and grab food. I kid you not, he says, are you beeping kidding me? I responded with, what? As I am breathing through each contraction, his response is angry. You're over here having contractions, beating on my truck and asking if I want food. Yes, I do. So I tell him, okay, stop somewhere. Again, with anger, I hear, are you beeping serious? If you aren't in labor, I'm going to be pissed. Whatever, I brush it off and I just want him to eat so he can stop. So we stop and get him food. I was too focused on breathing to eat. Get to the hospital and I get checked in and the doctor comes in and says, get her admitted. She's six. She's at a six and he rolled his eyes because me being in labor was inconvenient. I brushed it off because I hadn't slept at this point in almost 24 hours. Finally, I get ready to start pushing and he doesn't even want to get up to support me until someone told him to get up and stand by me. Finally, having a baby did the trick. I did some, 
I did, I got someone extremely supportive back. Anything I needed, he was there. He was awesome. Fast forward to December and he was having an emergency surgery. I sat there with him. Things were still good until the holidays and our oldest daughter gets up and she is only one and got overstimulated quick with over, which overstimulates him. He gets mad and he loses it and he was yelling at her and it ruined it for me and I didn't want to be around him anymore for the day. We go on with our day and it was like the morning events never happened but that's where things start to get bad again we had to go out of town to see family and it means and he is mean to me the girls and he vanished he vanished and was zero help he was drinking with his family we get back home and both girls are sick i was already dealing with a lot i was speaking on because i couldn't i could mask it until i couldn't i wasn't sleeping so my house got messy our laundry got backed up no one was helping so on top of dealing with depressing sl depressing slightly since november now i am not sleeping i finally crack and i tell him why i feel the way I do, and the triggers. So what does he do besides from zero help? He does the one thing I told him triggers it. So now again, I feel dumb even mentioning it. I then proceed to ask him to help around the house and everything I asked for has been inconvenient. When he says just a minute, I will, I will, but then I just start doing it and he gets mad because he was going to do it. Mind you, he has just gone back to working. So now I am trying to catch back up on my house things and just not ask for anything until he can sit and talk. But if he needs me, I'll be there. Anyway, I really just needed to share my story because no one understands leaving isn't an option even though I have had to tell him I would. I am still dealing with my own depression and anxiety but always take on his as well. I am his backbone when he needs it but never have him as mine. Y'all's podcast has really opened my eyes about a lot of things. I didn't see P at C as PTSD. So I told him we would listen together and we we're going to pause it and openly talk about things he does that I can I approach. Love that. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I can Remember that one girl that um, put it on while they were working in the shop until her husband realized that what she was doing? yes oh i do remember that um and i can approach him because i f fear him taking it as me attacking him i told him we would talk about things as we need i am nervous though because we are about to go through another big change and it hasn't even happened yet and he is already stressing send good vibes sorry this was a novel i just truthfully needed to get it out anyway anyone or anyways, I'm done crying now. Thank you all again so much for the insight. We are still learning to navigate through this journey. I just pray we can learn something as a couple from your podcast. If there is any advice you can give me, I gladly take it. Casey. She's a baddie. Yeah. I like uh, how fast she was like, nope, I am not dealing with this. <laughs> but um, also she did say, did you hear what she said? Like, even though like I wouldn't. She, even though I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I do think... Um, hold on. For that, girl. Shoot, I'm getting my papers mixed up. Okay. Um, I do think it's constantly like that, though. I mean, I, I wish I... I would love to say, through all of this talking and through all these years, 
I just think it, there's always ups and downs. Like we had a down today. And I mean, some of it's marriage. I get that. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like some of, I don't know how to say this. I'm really putting this out here. Like, I feel like some of my regular marriage problems aren't regular married. because of how the reaction is. Right. Yep. I totally agree. I just don't know. I mean, there's like, a... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm always sitting there like, oh, I wonder if. Um, other marriages, like, they just sit there calmly and rationally and talk about <laughs> something they're not agreeing about instead of how it was handled this morning. But when it comes down to it, ultimately, like, when there's yelling, it's really not even about the silly thing that's being yelled about. Right. Eventually, it comes out to where it was, like, this deeper problem. So we're, you know... It's still, we're still navigating through that. Yeah, we're not even there yet on ours. Like, we haven't even, nothing, no (sighs) words at all. So that's the worst for me, is when it's drug out. Yeah. Like, I stop eating, like, I get stressed, stressed. I wish I could do that. (laughs) Uh, So I like a quick, like, horrible moment, and then let's move on. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I just wish that, I mean, we haven't even, I don't know. I'm just ready for the other side of it because I know it's going to happen. I just don't know when. Yeah. Isn't that funny like, that we yeah, know that? Yeah. But I, just, when you I just, were fresh into it, like I, I have to admit though, I didn't always know that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like this is it. Yeah. We have 10 minutes, yes. Um, okay. As my dog Yeah, in the beginning it would be like, oh my gosh, my world's over. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know we're going to get over it, but when? And right now, like, we're wasting all this time. Like, we're wasting the whole day that he's off and the kids are home. Have you tried to talk about it? Because sometimes I'm, like, pushy about, like, oh, let's get this done. We haven't yet because we just, I mean, because he just won't talk to me, so. Yeah, but I'm, like, pestery about it. Um, I kind of feel like it's easier just not to say anything because. I think it depends uh, on the level. I shouldn't say that. Like if it's a big thing, I'm not so pestery because I know I'll make it worse. Yeah, true. I know when to be pestery if that makes sense. Got it. I got you, girl. Just because I'm a Uh, talker and I like to like process through it. And that's not always a great thing with them. Yeah, I'm not always a talker. Mm -mm. Just depends on my mood. Um, but we did, um, we did decide, right, that we're going to do another one maybe tomorrow. Um, yeah, because we, talk- we really need to. Okay. We've got lots piled up. And now we, we just got through one person, so we need to get through. Yeah, that's just one. I've got, but like, in our defense, it was two, po- two emails. <laughs> yeah, that was a long one. Casey, we loved it. I love that you're a Marine wife. I know exactly those highs and lows that you're talking about. Um, and I, and it's weird that you bring up the like super supportive because I can agree that I experienced, like I maybe, maybe should tell you to too. Like when it's the hairiest times in your life is when they really do show up calmly. Yeah. Or maybe not even that, but like some like situation that you think they're going to be like, okay. So the other day I was, um, cleaning a condo 
and like I really like because he got home from a job like at 2 30 and I really could have used like an extra two hours cleaning this condo um because it was like a turnover anyways so um I called him and I was like hey what are you doing and he was like sleeping and I was like oh fuck like and then like you know my heart started beating so I was like what is it like I'm about to fucking go into the lion's den and then he goes um and I was like all right well I was just gonna see if you could pick up the kids so that way I can finish cleaning and by that you know I'll be done in time to go get Tyson from practice mm-hmm. and he's like all right that's fine and I was like oh okay, <laughs> okay. sounds good <laughs> yeah so um but we're we're in that part like where because it's literally like his schedule so busy that we need like he needs to quit the PD but we just have to wait for you know, just to figure out, like, if I can get, like, the caregiver program or. Yeah. Or, I don't Do you guys, I don't know. I may know that you're not going to answer this question. So Never mind. <laughs> I'm, like, done waving my finger at her. Like, yes, don't ask. Yeah. Oh. Wait, even before you did that, I knew that you were going to eat it. <laughs> so I even, not even going there. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just. Maybe by tomorrow we'll Yay! both have. Yes, I'm hoping, like, tomorrow you're going to be like, we got through it. We're fine. But see, like, now it's, like, 8.30, and I know he's going to get ready to go to bed, so I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, maybe I'll, I don't know. I'm sure we'll be fine. I don't know. Logan has an IEP meeting in the morning, so maybe we'll talk by then. Yes. Make him the breakfast. First, well, I'm, he, I'm sure he'll be, like, fasting or something. I so always start out with do. food. Food is always helpful. I actually made dinner and he didn't come in to eat it. And oh. Like, yeah. Like, we literally all sit as a family for dinner. And so it was just me and the kids and Tyson's girlfriend. So <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. I should have put it away and been like, I guess if you want some, you'll have to take it out yourself and reheat it. So while I'm saying prayers for mine and my self-pity, I will um, say prayers for you, too. Oh, you sweet angel. Look at you being all Christian. Nope, I just believe in the power of prayer. That's fair. Yes. Okay, so we will see you guys. Well, hopefully you'll hear from us again. Don't even say it. Don't even say I it. I won't drop. Even if we do um, podcast, I probably won't drop it until next week just because. No, I think we need to drop it because we need to then do another one. But oh, I also well, that's know true. I have some... Um, there are some like anonymous posts on Facebook or Facebook that need to be read as well. Okay, sweet. Okay. Well, we will chop some things up. So we will, we will definitely meet again this week. We will. We will. Okay. Um, you should have seen, I'm going to, I'm going to text you a picture of my calendar. It's so funny. Oh, cause oh, oh, here I am thinking like my calendar. Yes. Your calendar. Oh, your calendar. Yeah. No, like mine is like, Okay, so next Monday on the 1st, we have four minutes, so don't try to rush me. All right, so next <laughs> we Monday. We want to know your schedule. What a weirdo. Listen, next Monday on the 4th, Tyson has a game at 5. It's a home game. La or Olivia has a game in Osage Beach at 6.15. Our La- listeners are now turning it off. I guarantee They're you. Fine. They're going to be like, done. They're fine, because maybe they can relate to my schedule. All right. Lavin's, Lavin's game is... At Phoenix Park at six forty-five, and then Logan's game is at eight p.m. in Eldon. So, this is Lavin, Liv, and Logan's first games. On which the- days? On what days? Monday, all of them. Oh, all Monday. 
Okay, so we're not doing it tomorrow is what you're telling me. No, 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 no. Next Monday. Oh, okay, okay. All four of them, three of them, the first game of the year. How do I split myself into three? You just do it. You have I to go little bit. I, I want my mom. Well, hopefully she's going to be at one of them. No, she's <laughs> oh, no. doing excess working. Oh, yeah, well, uh, you're just going to have to go to pieces of them. Start at one, go to the next one, go to the next one. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, if you want to Facebook message me, do it. If you want to go to our Facebook page, it is married to PTSD. If you want to email us, it is married to PTSD at yahoo <laughs> at something it's at, at yahoo. yahoo yes that. yahoo all Perfect. right people all right until the next time my friends goodbye bye hi this is evie and this is chantelle and, and this is married to ptsd well we blew that um we will never get good at that it's not good unless we're in person i know that's okay so jumping right into it, do you have anything you want to say really fast before I start reading? Um, nah, no, not right now. I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, we're trying to get another one in. We've got several, I mean, I'm just looking at like four, four emails alone and then that's not even what I printed off. I think there's another four. So we've got to get into this. So I picked one. We're calling her Ray of Sunshine. And I'm happy because it's from a Marine wife. I think, um, I'm super shocked. That's <laughs> so weird. So weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Chime in anytime you feel like it. Oh, I will. Okay. It says, um, hi, Chantelle and Evie. I'm Ray of Sunshine. I'm 26 years old. Oh, she's a baby. I'm 26 years old. Marine wife. I am married to my high school best friend. He went in to the Marines in 2017, very much against his family's wishes. I have known this man since we were 14 and 15. We were truly best friends. We were always together, never dated, worked together, made sure our high school classes matched up as much as possible, and even had teachers harass us about when, about why we weren't dating. Little did we know we were both secretly in love with each other. Obviously, after high school, we got disconnected. I went to college due to a scholarship to sing opera. My husband was so excited when I told him that I got the scholarship and was going to be able to continue my vocal training as an opera singer. He went to college for a year before enlisting because there was so much pushback from his family. At this point, he hadn't talk- we hadn't talked much, but on holidays and birthdays. He texted me the day he threw the papers down at his parents and let me know he was finally doing it. I was so excited for him because I knew this has been a lifelong dream. Anyways, he deployed in 2019, and because he was in a C-130 unit, he was always moving. He was the NATOP's chief for the unit. During his- this deployment, he was pulled for a mission and went to the Dominican Republic um, of the Congo. I still am not sure I even know the whole story because the mission was a secret mission and a lot went on between losing one of his good buddies during the mission, having to deal with human trafficking and even fighting child child soldiers and ending up with shrapnel in his chest from 
the IED that killed his buddy getting pulled to clean him up and then being dropped back off to continue once they got shrapnel out. He got. Hey, did I ever tell you that I always call it an IUD and Josh is like literally every time and not even on purpose. And he's like, it's an IED. It's an explosive. And I'm like, oh, so not something that goes in your uterus. Got it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Side note. So he never has gotten hit with an IUD, just so you know. <laughs> That's just a side note. Okay, I'm going back to mute. Okay. Um, he got reeled down when they at- ended the mission, and at that time, we hadn't spoken in a couple years. I was having such a bad time in school and dating. I had prayed that God would stop putting people in my life unless they were supposed to be there. I was sitting in my room with my dog when my phone went off. It was a Snapchat. I ignored it at first because I knew I didn't have anyone or even any close enough friends that wanted to talk. But then I had this feeling that I needed to see who it was. It was it was him. My heart dropped. He just asked if I was still hold on. He just asked if I was still his friend and asked if I could help him and that he was going through stuff on on deployment and could really use a friend to ground him. The number of sleepless nights that were spent texting and talking with him still blows my mind. He would have to remind me of my 8 a.m. class at 5 a.m., my time that I needed to get sleep and that he would go to work out, work out since he couldn't sleep. At that time, I had no clue what he was truly dealing with other than that... He was across the ocean and struggling. This was June of 2019. He got stateside in November and told me he was coming home on leave and that I better block time out to see him. I obviously blocked it all out. We hung out, realized the true feelings we had. I was reminded how sweet he was and le- and leaned and learned how affectionate he truly was. I knew very quickly I was going to marry him. He not so much... He had no interest in getting married, and I was oddly okay with that. He said he was too damaged and even had damage tattooed on the right side of his chest and showed me that when he came, that he came with a warning label. But I had my best friend back. I ended up going to Cherry Point on March and then again in May. My classes were online due to COVID. I just let him know, hey, I got to have a space at a friend's house or something I can do my voice lessons and record to send in my final because I was I would go down for a week not even thinking what I had going on never failed every time I would record him and his marines would come to the friend's house I was at and all the dogs outside so they could sit in the hall and listen to me singing in different languages drove me bananas but it made them happy March, we officially started dating, and he very quickly said he wanted to marry me. So we got married June 2020. They asked him if he would go on a short deployment at the end of July. He said he didn't have... Wait. He said if he didn't have to, he didn't want to. They convinced him. We got all of his stuff ready. His doc took him off his antidepressant, and then his command said, Wait, never mind. We will have no one to do your job here. I wasn't mad. I had been married for less than two months. And I was starting to see nightmares waking him up and little set-offs. But it was so. But I was so happy. We were having happy and having fun. Sorry, I'm having a hard time processing because I'm seeing, I'm seeing my life in some of this. And I'm thinking at the same time and I got to keep reading. He started the process to move to EOD 
passed way more testing than he thought he than he thought was possible. February 21st came and it was time for the field trials. I didn't know then, but he self-sabotaged himself into thinking he couldn't do it and moved it to March. The command with Cherry Point, EOD wanted him, so he was super understanding because Grant, oh, because he had just had COVID three weeks prior and wanted him in his best shape, not COVID shape. We continued the other screenings, including interviewings with the NCIS, and I even had to go to solo interviews to prove I wasn't going to be a liability to him, basically making sure I wasn't crazy. And then April came and he woke up one morning and said, I can't do this, I need out, which was way off. He let me know before we got married that we were a military family through and through and that this was his going to be his career. We had everything planned out and I just looked at him after seeing him decline, seeing him pull away from everyone, seeing the angry outbursts and the lack of wanting to do anything and said, okay, we will figure it out. We bought a house because we didn't want to come home because his family was already showing signs of not getting what was going on with him and not to mention they never once came and visited him while he was in. That baffled me. So after some figuring, we made it happen and he got out after his command, begging him to stay in, offering him a rank, offering him bonuses, etc. Once he went on terminal leave, his purpose went out the window. He wouldn't look for a job. He was angry all the time and he just hid in our bedroom. He wouldn't come fix his plate. I had to take him food in order to get him to eat. His doctor, docs on the base abandoned him. He had no meds, he was spiraling hard, and I was alone. He official, His official EAS date hit, and he got his DD214 and came back and said, Ray of Sunshine, 13 Marines were just killed during the pullout. They were, there was a bombing. I said, what base were they from? Scared to know. He said, um... I don't know if I want to say all these names because I feel like it's people, but I said, um, do we know anyone? He said, I don't know. I'm going to call my initial guy. Sure enough, he knew two of them, one from schoolhouse and one from deployment and spent a lot of time with her. He didn't speak for five days. He hardly slept. He shut completely off until October 21st. He finally got a job. And he finally admitted he needed help. Well, the VA said they didn't have any room for him a primary unit, April 22nd. I pushed, they got him in care in the community by the end of December 21, but still no mental health help. Meltdown after meltdown, phone call after phone call, I pushed and had to fight. It finally came to, they finally came, get the, them to get him a therapist with care in the community, but not until May of 20, 20, 20 May 22nd, I guess. At this time, at this point, they had him on antidepressants and other PTS meds and not listening to me when I said I am seeing mantic bipolar tendencies. I was told not to give him anything else. I kept calling the VA trying to get him help asking them several times if they were just wanting, waiting for him to off himself so they didn't have to deal with them. Still nothing was done. At the beginning of July, he was shutting down again, but what he wants when he wanted, even if he left me with no money to pay bills, and we were already struggling. August, things kept getting worse, and I finally said, we have to move back. I didn't want to, but I just couldn't do this anymore. No plans 
just get me close to my mom where I can at least get some pressure off me at times. Sold the house, fought his parents the whole way, so we stayed with my parents. Things got a little better and then worse, way worse. He stopped communicating with me, avoiding me, disappearing. Little at times um, disappearing. He wouldn't go in public. Here's where things flipped. His stepdad called me to fuss at me because he didn't want to go to the restaurant for his mother's birthday. No big deal, right? No, his stepdad started yelling at me and he snatched the phone and his stepdad sent him over the edge, calling him a brat and rude and uncaring and using his issues as an excuse. Can I add, his stepdad says he was a Navy SEAL, but there is absolutely no proof and he does not act like a service member and told me he was dishonorably discharged. We have no clue if this is even true because there is no proof and I can't find any record because we tried to find them. My family tried to help. They saw the whole blow up because while looking for a house to buy and there are none to buy in our area, the next day he disappeared and after and acted real weird and then didn't sleep and impulsively picked up all the carpet in our bed, bed and cleaned all night until his fingers were raw. I called the VA because he was ready for admitted care where he didn't want to verbally say he was suicidal but I could tell he was and needed help desperately and we were told he was not a candidate for an inpatient care and help. I knew something was wrong but no one would help. A week later three days before Christmas of 2022 I woke up from him screaming and freaking out with a gun. I disarmed him and he ran out of our bedroom. I ran to my mom because I couldn't help him and she helped me get him to bed to the bedroom where he grabbed another gun I had completely forgot about. He went into a flashback, never got violent with us, truly just wanted to end himself. My dad heard him load the gun and freaked out and didn't trust that I had it and called the police. Here's the fun thing because in Kentucky, if you are suicidal or a mental crisis and you call the police and you say you need to get this person to the hospital, they don't do that. Instead, they come and arrest them and charge them with being a danger to themselves and others. And they are charged and treated as a criminal. Still dealing with the legal charges of it. All hopefully nothing happens from it. And hopefully March 14th being the last court date, they will just let it all go because I can protect him as I have obviously proven. I would adore taking with you two more on because I am in the area where I have no help. I fight this, I fight his parents and I don't know how to function in all this. I melt down anytime my brain says how much more of this can I take. People on the outside think I can just walk away or should but have no, but how can you when your husband you are responsible for is unstable? We are finally open about what's going on and I tend to just word vomit it all and put it out there and I try so hard to make it seem like I'm okay. I also have no way of hiding it 100% of the time because I'm exhausted and have no one who gets it or has been there. He finally was accepted to stabilization care in a certain VA, uh, sent him to another certain very certain VA place where he was there over Christmas until the 29th because I needed um, uh, my brother my bro me and my brother flew to Florida and spent Christmas with him and his wife I want nothing more to fight for him I have so many more resources I have found to help us 
as the caregiver because I feel like I threw so much at y'all in this one email and I'm struggling with the I don't know who to talk to, talk this stuff out with. Thank you so much for your podcast. It's helping me so much. I would love to speak with y'all and see if y'all have heard about some of the resources for us as caregivers. If y'all have time to chat with me, it would be amazing. Um, I could truly use it. Ray of sunshine. I know you said you were looking into the caregiver thing. It yes. seems like so, she is. Um, actually, all right, so in full disclosure, I didn't know who you were talking about. Like whenever you started reading the, you know, we didn't talk about it before. Yeah. yeah. We talked to her. Oh. Uh, we messaged each other. Um, she had messaged because she said, I need somebody to talk to. And I don't know when you guys are going to get to my email. Yeah. And I was like, I hear that. So, um, yes, I love her. She's so sweet. And that, oh my gosh, it's so stressful. And it sucks whenever you're reaching out and saying that you need help, but yet nobody's doing anything to help you. Like that's so, that has to just be so frustrating. Yes. And then, so yes, with the caregiver stuff, um, we reapplied because the last time we did not qualify, um, because Josh was working and then, and now he's gone down to part-time and, um, we're not really sure what the plan is now. Um, but anyway, so we have our first or our meeting on the 15th. So oh, hopefully, or at least information or whatever I need, you know? Yeah. But I'll meet you guys out there. No, you can turn it off. Okay. Um, so we, so anyway, so I'm just waiting now for that situation. Um, my other issue though, is because like when you're a caregiver, you get, um, um, what is it called? Champ VA automatically. Yeah. Uh, but so I had, um, whenever, after Josh got hundred percent, we got packages in the mail for, I think I might've talked about this, how all the kids got packages for champ VA, yeah. it's, but mine didn't have one. And I was just like, Oh, well, probably just because, um, I'm an adult. I don't know. I just figured it was different. Nope. Not the case. So whenever I got, uh, or I called them the other day and they had said that, I didn't qualify because I was caregiver revoked. And I was like, what the heck? So I Googled it. And it was like all these things, like I was either revoked because of fraud, because of not helping my veteran, um, endangering my veteran, abusing my veteran, and like all these like different things. And I was like, what the heck? And so I called the lady, the caregiver lady, and she has no idea like why it would say that. And I was like, well, we were on the caregiver program before, but I mean, none of this, like none of those were issues. Like we just got, um, what, I, like we didn't qualify anymore because of, um, he, he got better. He healed. Well, well, he got a full-time job. Um, because we had to pay bills. Right. <laughs> and so they said, that they st like they're just looking into it because they have no idea now like what's like why it says that so as of right now they all have it champ va but i'm still waiting on information so maybe oh we'll that's crazy i know so maybe we'll just come with like with the whole care caregiver process i don't know yeah that's annoying but, 
Um, I do know what she's talking about, though. Um, right now in the state of Missouri, they're trying to change that with as far as if a veteran calls and wants help for suicide and the, the police officers come. Um, they they do. They were there's no training. They treat them like um, criminals and process them. And that I'm like, so they're trying to change it so that they just take them straight to a VA hospital and the VA can, I am echoing off of you somehow. I don't hear it on my side. I hear it through the, um, the computer, but anyway, so yes, we're trying, Missouri is desperately trying to change some of that to help the veterans. Cause I'm very sure that's, we had a friend that just went through that. Um, well, I don't understand how they even think that that's even kind of helpful to take somebody who's like out of their mind or not, or like are so dis disassociated and to put them in handcuffs and put them in the back of a car and then put them in a holding cell. Yeah. It's so silly. I can't, that's so frustrating. So yes, we are trying to get that changed with some of the state representatives. And how stressful for her that like his family isn't supportive at all. That sucks. I'm just thankful because, um, my Marine, his dad was a Marine. <laughs> and his and grandpa. To prove it. <laughs> yeah, and so they get they get it. So that... We, never, he, we didn't have anybody really in the family. And Josh's family didn't get it. His brother didn't go through... I mean, he went through a lot. And I guess he has two brothers. And he's able to talk to them. But, like, my family wasn't military, but my mom totally has my back on whatever I need. So, like, so, I have a good support system. My even, my mom's dad, my grandpa, he was a Marine. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've read a lot of Marines. <laughs> uh, you'd think I'd know better. Um, <laughs> okay, so... That was Ray of Sunshine, man. I'm glad. Okay, so you guys have obviously reached out and she's found you, so that's good. Um, um, I love whenever people find me and they're like, hey, so on your podcast, you told me to stalk you. And I'm like, yes, it's totally fine. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, we, but we have like three minutes left. I know. So I can't read this. So next one, the next one we read, I've got some shorter ones that aren't. And we're even going to be reading one from a different country that listens. <laughs> also a Marine, I'm sure. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of reading. We didn't get to share very much. So next time we will share more of what's going on with us. But hopefully that helps someone. Ray of Sunshine, we've read you. And I think you've been reaching out to Chantel. So if you want to follow up with an email or someone's responding to that. I mean, we get yes. it. We get it. It's, there's a moment in time where you feel like you're the only one dealing with it. Yep, we got it. Keep us posted. Yes. And if you want to request, it is married2ptsd at yahoo.com. All right. We will... I'm walking into a baseball game right now. <laughs> I said. So she's got to go, and we will hopefully create another podcast next week. We're not going to actually say when because that's going to be done. <laughs> okay, yeah, I won't say when. We're going to create one soon. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Talk to you later.